So welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. We are joined with another guest and it's a really special guest because this is not only a guest, but she's a really good friend and she's actually one of my clients. And the reason I brought her on today is to discuss a really, really important topic. And it's something that I get asked about a lot and I'm sure actually actually gets asked about a lot is why do you have a coach when you are a coach yourself? So I thought this will be an absolutely immense topic to talk about because I, as a coach, have a coach and Ashley, who is a coach, has me as a coach. So I thought, well, this is a really, really good topic. So I thought I would bring her on. But if people don't know who you are, Ashley, just give a little bit of an introduction about who you are, what you do, some interesting facts about yourself. Just give a little bit of a little bit of a background about the full life story. Fab. So thank you for having me. Um, I don't know if I've got anything interesting for you. However, you've got the puppy. That's interesting. (laughs) Tell people about that. We'd love to hear about that. So I'm an online coach, same as Lucy. We are very similar, like we've said. Um, we spoke about this previously, but very different in other ways. I am a mum of two little girls. We have a puppy called Orla who arrived home two weeks ago and is causing utter carnage to everyone. Everyone's got little cuts and scratches from her, bless her little heart. Um, but yeah, not too much exciting about me. I just spend my life, you know, looking after my clients, looking after my girls and looking after the dog now. So that's all in a nutshell yeah if you don't follow, I mean we'll do the whole go follow on Instagram thing at the end but honestly just go follow her for the puppy if nothing else honestly I mean her content's fantastic but the puppy is amazing I just scroll the stories and I'm just like I want another one and I can't have one because of rent and stuff so yeah I love my best through her I really do but (laughs) on to today's topic so first part the majority of this podcast we're going to be talking about why we as coaches actually have coaches because I have been asked a fair few times like when I've been talking to people in the gym about my program so I've got this new program started and talking about my coach and they say well do you not just do your own programming why are you paying all this money for someone when you've got the knowledge yourself to do it and I thought well for me coaching myself just would not be an option at all and there's a fair few reasons for that so my first reason for why we as coaches have coaches is knowledge now for me myself with what I do which is bodybuilding I wouldn't say that my knowledge in terms of the ins the outs the intricacies of bodybuilding is that high I know the basics I know the simple terms but in terms of the real real nitty-gritty stuff my knowledge isn't there and the coach that I use has an immense amount of knowledge she studies she studies a lot, looks at journal papers. She's in a lot of community groups with some really, really high-end coaches in the bodybuilding scene. So every single check-in that I get from her, I learn something more about bodybuilding in terms of training, biomechanics, nutrition. And for me, that is valuable because I'm then not just paying for someone to do my programming, but I'm paying for someone to educate me more. And what I learn is, yes, not my clients aren't bodybuilders, but things about training mechanics and things about just general nutrition and health, which have carryover with bodybuilding, I can learn for myself, but actually apply to my own coaching. So for me, that's super valuable. Now, I know Ashley is not a bodybuilder, but what is your sort of stance on in terms of sort of the knowledge side of things when it comes to hiring me as, as a coach? I think it's so important. And there's we never stop learning. I know we know a lot about we know a lot as coaches already yes we can program yes I know how many calories I should be eating I know all that but there's so many things that a coach brings to the table that you haven't thought of sometimes or you look at something in a different way and say right let's approach it this way um and it's just it's just invaluable to be fair and I always learn from you check-ins are so detailed I'm the same as you I'll sit down and have a look through everything for my clients and check-ins will be you know a good 10-15 minutes just going through everything and there's always bits you pick up that I you know haven't thought of and it's just 
I'm with you on that 100% the, the knowledge you get from people and things you've experienced I haven't and you said right well I've done this and this works so let's do it that way and it's yeah 100% agree with everything you said there the thing is it's not even just education and knowledge and from the perspective I know more than you but it's like you said it's just different experiences that I've had yeah. as a coach different experiences that I've had as a person it's like I learn from my clients sometimes I learn things about just different people's lifestyles and you can then apply it and you can always learn that like we never ever know everything and I've all I'm always wanting to expand my knowledge in some way shape or form and I'm like looking into courses and I mean courses these days for a good one you're talking a fair few grand so it's not yeah. a cheap endeavor to do but when you've got a coach who just knows different things and knows more than you do it's invaluable because you can continuously learn so it's like when you get your check-in it's not just a there's your changes but I've always learned something and whenever I send my training videos over to her she'll basically I think my form's all right and then she'll pick it apart and be like no actually you need to do this this and this I've not even thought of that so for me it's a continuous development of myself in terms of just general knowledge of training and nutrition as well as that being delivered to me so that's probably my first reason and to be fair it's probably one of the more important ones for me right now yeah definitely and with what you said about training videos I've sent you a few things over and the same thing I'm like my form's all right on this but I'm going to send it to Lucy anyway and then we're like right let's try this let's do this differently and then two weeks later you know we're up in the way and we're much better than we were so it's worth it to just mm. share ideas that way you know it's not you're doing it wrong this is how you do it it's let's work together and yeah improve all it is isn't it exactly and things like things that I learned from Vic I can pass on to my clients and um, things like it sounds silly but the things that you sometimes do see on and I hate saying you know I saw it on Instagram and TikTok and I thought I'd copy yeah. it but sometimes you do actually find some valuable content on there in terms of just like form technique and ways to actually feel a muscle and sometimes I've seen that and it's not necessarily something that I've learned through a book or anything but just the fact that I've seen that and then I can relay it on someone else it's just another way of sharing knowledge and I'm sure you've potentially seen things on Instagram and social media you thought that's actually a really good idea I'm going to relay that onto my clients and again it's, you've not studied it but it's just finding information that you yeah. and your time have found and you can pass on so it's just another way of just passing on actually valuable information out there I think. 100% I've had this a little bit off topic but talking about Instagram there, there is so much amazing stuff out there and so much stuff that equally is not as amazing I've had a clear up of the people I follow so I only now follow people that I really love and I love watching their stuff and what they're up to and their content um so that that's what I've done recently for me but yeah I agree there's so many things that people share and you're like that is a that is such a good idea and you yeah. just make it and yeah take it take it on board definitely exactly no that's the first point so it's just knowledge as great as yeah. we are we don't know everything and I will always accept that I don't know everything and I'm always willing to learn and know more and sometimes it is a bit like oh when you send a form video you think she's going to tell me this is the one she's going to tell me this is perfect and she goes no this 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 and you're like oh but it's a learning yeah. experience and it makes me better as an athlete and it also makes me better as a coach because I can then look at my clients form videos and go actually if they just did this, this, and this, they're going to actually stimulate that muscle more efficiently, which is always the goal. Yes, my clients aren't bodybuilders, but I want them to get the most out of their training. Otherwise, what is the point in actually yeah. doing yeah. it? So, yeah. So the second one, and this is probably actually the biggest one, is accountability. Now, just yeah. because we know our shit, it doesn't mean that we're going to do it ourselves. And like you were saying before we started this podcast, you were saying, I've totally lost what I was going to say there. You were saying... <laughs> Oh, that's great. That is really professional. Accountability. Let me think. Let me have a little think. Accountability. So I was saying, um, 
the protein thing I think it was was that was yeah so you picked me up on uh we did a check-in and I was like yeah everything good this week fab all good and you were like well your protein's not where it should be and I was like oh bloody hell I hadn't even hadn't even thought of that because you just go through the motions just go through your day eating what you normally eat um and because of things I've done previously so I've struggled um for people that don't know I've struggled with binge eating overeating all that kind of stuff come from Slimming World which Lucy's got her opinions on not I'm with her 100% um we'll leave that one off the day yeah exactly but I try not to focus too much on that number knowing that you know if you don't hit your protein bang on every single day it's no massive issue don't get caught up on it but I'd then gone too far the other way and I wasn't focused on it enough so you just picked up on that and said look let's focus on that for this week and I was like right brilliant and then you know we put plans in place and it's sorted now but it's that second eye isn't it just to say hun have you thought of this and a lot of the time you haven't because you're just so busy with going through the motions going through life without going into nitty-gritty so mm. 100%. That's one thing. It just, we forget sometimes certain elements that yeah. put on the back burner. And also as well, that just because we love what we do, it doesn't mean that we're always, always internally motivated. And just having that extra someone as a bit of a push for whatever it is that we do struggle with. See, for both of us, we're both quite similar in that we do not struggle with training. We don't struggle yeah. with training. Training for us is a love. It doesn't matter how tired we are. It doesn't matter how shit our week's been. We will go and train. And I will put my hands up and say, yeah. could I program myself training? Would I stick to it? Yeah, I probably would. But yeah. again, like you, for me, the biggest things that I need accountability for is the nutrition. Now, mine's quite different, but mine right now would be that I wouldn't want to push myself in terms of increasing. I would always want to be, you know, pushing harder to decrease and uh, quite restrictive mentality. So I mean, I've not really not had a coach since I got into the fitness industry. So I've not really spent a lot of any time really not without that accountability, which some yeah. people might argue is a bad thing. But I know now that I'm not ever going to get into that restrictive mentality. And I know that for my goals, I need to eat appropriately for what it is that I'm doing at the time. So for now, I'm in a gaining phase. So I need that someone to push me to go. It's OK to increase your food and um, it's OK to decrease your output don't be hammering the Stairmaster yeah. every single day, which is what I was doing in my car. I was using the Stairmaster for my cardio. I got told, I've been told now, no Stairmaster, use a lower mode of impact, which for me, I hate, but I need to be told that for, because it's for my greater good. It's going to reduce inflammation, blah, 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 all the educational stuff. Yeah. There's a reason for it. And for me, it's like, but it's not as intense and I need to be doing it. But when someone's telling me to do that, because that's the right thing for me and my goals, I'm going to adhere to it. So for me, in terms of my food relationship and just not getting into restrictive mentalities, one for my goals and overall well-being, that's what I need that accountability for. And sometimes just to get out of my own head, and I'm sure you're the same where you just pick yourself apart because we are our own worst critics. We are the same. I bet people listening, if you've got a coach or not, you'll look at your progress photos and think, oh, I'm terrible, I've not made any progress. And all the people around you will be saying you're doing great. And that gives you a bit of motivation we need that as well sometimes we need someone in our corners to say actually slow down you've actually done a load of good things this week to work towards your goals so stop picking yourself apart and just give yourself a bit of a pat on the back 100% and we're so hard on ourselves I was thinking about this earlier when I was just doing a little brainstorm and we we're always so hard on ourselves and if I did a check-in if I read a check-in from a client and it was similar to mine I'd be like yes amazing so many wins this week but when it's my checking on my like, oh that didn't go so great you always focus on the negatives you and do. you need someone like your side to come in and say no that was amazing that was amazing you know a couple of little things we can work on but no issues and um yeah progress photos I thought about as well sometimes you take them and you're like oh god's sake 
and then you'll send them to you like no this is amazing this is changing making progress here we're at a slightly different stage now where I've really come so far in terms of my overeating binge eating that's that's in an amazing place actually which I probably don't give myself enough credit for sometimes um but I'm I'm dieting at the moment I think when you if you were looking at it and coaching yourself I think it would be quite easy just to say oh we'll take a few calories away let's cut calories here there um whereas with someone else they're like no actually we're doing incredibly well making great progress so let's leave things as we are there's no need to change it and I think yeah coaching yourself would be for me it would be absolutely absolutely chaotic oh I'd be terrible I'd probably end up like killing myself because I'd be like 800 calories 10 hours cardio don't stop moving I'd be doing this podcast standing on a treadmill walking like just to keep moving like when I did my cuts um this year because I was dieting from June time up until literally like two or three weeks ago I didn't give myself any credit for that cut at all I was literally like we're not pushing hard enough um nothing's working I'm still really out of shape because if people don't know for context I gained a lot of weight through trying to regain my menstrual cycle I did get quite heavy but it was what it was when I reflect back now we were making I kind of forget that because of how heavy I was the deficit I needed wasn't as intense as I needed last year I was comparing yeah. it to my photo shoot prep when I got freaking shredded so of course I wasn't on much food and a lot of cardio because I needed that to get in that condition whereas this yeah. time I was a, probably like 40 pounds heavier than I was back then and I wasn't pushing to get shredded and I'm still trying to optimize health so that moderate deficit was enough and like you said if I didn't have Vic at that point because at one point I didn't really just sort of end things because I said look I just need to do this on my own for a bit yeah I would have pushed it and done ridiculous things that I probably could just because you feel like you need to even though you know deep down that it's not the right thing to do and you wouldn't do that to a client you in your head just think well I'm just going to push because I can but you know the detriment that would have so for me the detriment that would be I'd find myself back in restricted tendencies I'd find it hard to then come out and also yeah. from a health perspective that would just screw me over more and for yourself that would just as even though you might see faster scale drops that high of the scale drop will be short-lived within four five six weeks the tendencies will come back the urges come back and there's only so much resistance you can have to that 100% yeah I would I would be the same and like I said, I was so hard on myself and I would be cutting calories here, there and everywhere and adding more cardio in. A couple of times I've sent my check to you and I'm like, she's definitely going to up cardio this week. But you see it from your point of view and you're like, no, actually we're making progress as is, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that's, it's so important having just that second pair of eyes. We get so hung up on not it not being hard enough sometimes. Well, when you're dieting, you think this should be really hard and I should feel like absolute shit. But actually you shouldn't when you're, not you know dieting for a, a photo shoot or a competition or something like that when you're just on a standard lifestyle diet mm. you shouldn't feel like shit because what there's no point in doing it if you feel like shit no absolutely dieting in my opinion is more of a lifestyle diet is what i'll call it, a general diet yeah it should be tough in the respect that you are going to have to make sacrifices you probably are going to see increased hunger um but that should be it and you might have the odd time yeah. where your mental willpower is like oh my god all i want to do is eat this and i can't and you have that mental battle but in terms of like the physical side of it it really shouldn't be that bad and I think yeah. that's why I got in my head about this year because last year I towards the back end felt awful like I wasn't on a lot of food I'm not going to give out numbers because I just don't think it's relative but it wasn't yeah. a lot you know you're talking about bikini girl calories um towards the latter end nearly two hours of cardio a day um on top of that I think it's 14,000 steps um it was tough and I felt freaking terrible yeah. I was really moody 
I would get up and go for walks and I genuinely just felt like I was on drugs, like spaced out because I just had no energy. I can't, I had to literally tell like a friend or a family say, please, can you come on this walk with me? Because I just don't have the motivation to all the energy to go on yeah. my own. It was that intense. I mean, look back and I was really lean. I don't think I was far off stage condition at all. And I That's think when I now compare this, like I compared this diet to that, I'm like, why don't I feel like shit? Why am I not struggling? And I think yeah. this is a big issue as well with, competing becoming more mainstream is that you see more and more sort of social media influencers who I've not got a problem with and a lot of them I think are absolutely epic people but they'll document their preps and they'll be talking about how they're feeling like shit this that and the other and I think people who follow them who maybe don't aspire to compete but are watching the dieting process and are dieting will compare their feelings to how they are and if they're not struggling as an intent as tensely as they are yeah probably not thinking I'm not not trying hard enough I'm not doing it but my reference is very different there's so much help there on Instagram like you say and yeah people compare all the time and then people compare how they look to how um people they follow look and it's it's just a different world though if you're dieting just to feel better in yourself and feel a little bit more self-confident then you shouldn't feel like dog shit because there's no point in doing it literally if you feel like crap don't do it life's too short well, this is actually why I ended up, one of the main reasons why we stopped my diet this year is because I was getting to a point where my calories were starting to get on the lower end, but not horrendous. Low for me, but not like horrendous yeah. like last year. My cardio, I think, was five days a week of 35 minutes cardio, I think. Steps weren't, weren't particularly high, like 9 to 10k. We didn't take them too high. Um, but towards that back end, I was starting to get those, I feel like, shit feels, like as in I was so hungry like I'm not a massive massive foodie but I was getting so food focused like literally just scrolling food on Instagram I finish a meal and be sat there like right when's my next meal and like just (laughs) fantasizing over like my next meal of like freaking protein oats like I was thinking about it like it was literally some next level food porn and just feeling really draggy and demotivated and for me that was and I was at a point where I physically looked all right so that's where we pulled it because it was getting to that point where it was like this is a slog this is getting hard. Like my body wasn't recovering and it doesn't need to be because you aren't prepping. Now, exactly. if you're pushing yourself that hard as a lifestyle, it's going to be short-lived. And especially if you are someone who, if you are being real with yourself, does have a decent amount to pull off before you can get into that sort of maintenance or reverse phase comfortably. Yeah. You need to be strategic about how you do it because you can't just push yourself get into the floor feel like trash and then cut it because then you are just going to be stuck in that cycle which is why it might seem a bit of a slog but you'll be so glad you did it that way when you get there 100 percent. you've got to take it slow and um i've had i have conversations every week about the scale weight not moving and etc stuff like that every single week with people but you know sometimes the scales won't move every week because we're taking it slow you're enjoying your food you're enjoying yourself you've got enough energy to get up in the morning play with your kids have the best day you know the weight's not going to drop off you I'm sorry but you're not going to get that kind of coaching from me because I don't want you to feel like crap um yeah and it's just for a lot of people it's just absolutely unnecessary to be on really really low calories you Mm -hmm. know doing two hours of cardio a day fair enough if you've got different goals you know you you have got to push a bit harder and that's just the truth of it isn't it but if you're just a general person just looking to lose a bit of weight then no you don't need to push that hard ever the thing is right in other elements of life especially like modern day society with like how easy it is like you can just get everything off your phone now you, you get something on amazon it comes like within like 20 minutes yeah like making things as easy for ourselves as possible because it just saves that 
fatigue like I need a Christmas tree <laughs> just a fun fact I, it's my first year living on my own I really want a little Christmas tree for my office and just because I love Christmas now to go out and buy a Christmas tree and find it it is effort you know what I mean when you're busy it is oh, effort. Yeah. <laughs> if I want an Amazon now I could literally get one ordered to my house for tomorrow and I'm yeah. more likely to do it as a result therefore um, so why not make the same with dieting? So why not have that philosophy? If why not make it as super easy for yourself and simple and straightforward and quote unquote enjoyable as possible? Yes, it isn't hardcore. Yes, you might not see these crazy, crazy results, but it's easy, it's simple, it's straightforward, and you're still going in the exact same way from A to B. Same way if I was getting that Christmas tree, whether I go to home base or I don't know where you get Christmas trees from these days, everywhere I'm guessing as the home bargain. Wilco's good for trees. thank you. Oh, I actually got a Wilco's on the corner. But I'm doing it in the most simple and efficient way possible. So why not just do that with dieting? Make it as easy for yourself as possible because then you're more likely to do it. Exactly, yeah. I and mean, you can, you know, do the, do the Amazon style of dieting and you can go and drink some bloody juices and whatever. But, you know, once you, once you come off that and you start eating your normal food and you've made absolutely no attempt to learn anything, you're right back where you started. You're just running around in circles. There's no point at all. No. And there's also, it's just a case of just be realistic. You know, I, was, I gave someone their calories once they're starting ones. They went, these are quite high. And I was like, they're still deficit calories. Oh, well, uh, that- what did I do before? I was on like this amount. I said, yep. Yeah. And here you are. In the bluntest way possible, yeah. if yeah. that had worked, you won't be paying me right now. That's it. I went through, you know, when you kind of go um, add up like the week and say, right, you were on 1300 calories a day, Monday to Thursday, then Friday night comes and you bin it off over the weekend. So you're no better off, you know, eat the 1900 calories a day, enjoy food, enjoy meals out with your kids, you know, do that. Yeah. (laughs) You're stressing out so much. And I'm so passionate about it because I'm like, why are you doing it to yourself? Why are you making yourself so low on energy through the week? just to then make yourself feel like crap over the weekend, then Monday morning, oh, we go again. Yeah, Why? it's just torture, isn't it? I've literally got a post coming out this week about that. One of my clients was in that position. She was literally doing the, I think it was like 1,200 calories and then overeat, and she's now eating yeah. 18, 19. I know, we think we pushed it up to over 2,000, actually. She's coming to a little bit of a, just a bit of a tidy up face because she just wants to for her mentality. But yeah. her transformation is freaking sick because she she looks so much better. Like, she's actually leaner, she's got visible abs, and she's actually increased just her overall. And she feels so much better because she's actually got her period back. She just feels overall more energized because she's not doing this restrict, overeat, restrict, overeat. She's managed exactly. to, and then you've got like 2,000 calories, right? You can fit so much into that. You can literally have so much nice food day to day on that sort of food. So there's no need to restrict because you could even fit meals out and takeaways. Like I think a Domino's pizza, like a decent one is like just over a thousand calories. So realistically, you could still eat, you know, two or three decent-ish meals slash snacks and a Domino's yeah. pizza and stay within your calories. Now I won't say do that every day, but you could yeah. and still be on track. So that's the beauty yeah. of just that consistency daily. When you get to that point, you can eat and factor in pretty much anything without having to feel like shit throughout your week just in order to enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, we went for um, Nando's on Saturday because my other half was off and he, he worked so much. So we were in town and I said, right, let's go and have some food. And I always am programmed in Nando's from Slimming World to grab um, like chicken butterfly and rice and some salad or some broccoli. Yep. And I was like, I really want some chips. And then I was like, why, why would I not order chip? What are you doing? Um, so yeah, we had chips at Nando's and it was beautiful. And and that's the point of it. You want to be able to do these things. You don't want to sit and eat your rolls while everyone's eating their chips and just feel a bit crap about yourself because not all the time, no. Again, life's too short and you can fit into your calories not be a not be a dick, you know, eat your chips and then go and eat a thousand other things. You don't need to do that. You can just enjoy your meal and get on with your dad. And that's it. 
that's it and the more you stay with that sort of general consistency throughout the day the less likely you are when you do go out for what have you that you will want to overeat because you're not totally restricting yourself it's that theory i've talked about it so many times on my podcast the more you over restrict when you do then give yourself a little bit out of that restriction you just want to have everything because you just kind of lose that element of control whereas if you just factor that in which is why i try and promote my clients like that's why i was saying to actually go and have something like off track go and enjoy it because if we can get this as a more regular thing yeah when she does it she's not like you did you don't then feel like you need to go home and then order another pizza go and get a ben and jerry's go and get every single variation of cookie and you know the saurian loaves and all that stuff from asda and eat them all at once because it's like well it's cool because it's just part of my week and this is what i do um i used to be so bad with it and if we ever had like a meal out or something it would just turn into like the meal out then go to the shop on the way home and then make yourself literally feel unwell for eating so much but the food's always there like what I don't I don't know when you're in the in the moment it just feels like the right thing to do and you cram everything in to start again the next day but mm. once you step away from that and just overall look at it and think what the hell are you doing you you come to terms with it and you yeah a lot of it is biological as well a lot of it is biological mechanisms of reward pathways and hunger signals so I'm not going to get into that today but this is why I do yeah. it it's not just like the, just go do it for you know it is actually the impact yeah. it can have on like different pathways and stuff which might be quite a fun nerdy podcast if people are interested in all that but We'll save that one for another day. So let's come on to another yeah. point. So this one is a big one. Me and Ashley are both very, very busy individuals. Ashley busy from the perspective that she is also a family lady. She has kids. She's got a puppy. She's got a husband. All of that to do on top of her own coaching. I'm not any of that. I just live on myself on my own. I've got like no real responsibilities from that perspective. But from a work perspective, and when you do do bodybuilding, ultimately, there are a lot of boxes to tick off every day. I would say I'm a pretty busy individual. Now, when you are busy, you are less likely to prioritize yourself in terms of health and fitness because you're going to just prioritize your job, your family, all of that stuff. If I didn't have Vic taking the thinking and planning away from my training, from my macros, from what I need to focus on and just say, go and do it, I would find that I wouldn't be doing it as much because I wouldn't be prioritizing it as much. So, Having a coach to tell, literally tell you that this is what you need to do, black and white, simple, go do it, takes out so much thinking, so much planning. And that actually means that you can use that time to put into your family, put into your business, put into actually just having some time to just do nothing. Um, so that's how I feel about it. For me, it just takes away decision fatigue. And I think as well, when you are so overwhelmed and busy and you don't really have the time to sit down and plan it, you're just not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with them. Um what springs out to me when you said that was was training so like you said me and you are people that will always be in the gym when they need to be because it's just for me it's a break from the yeah. kids from the dog I'm just like I'll put my phone on do not serve and I'm like do not talk to me I mean I'm there for two hours don't speak to me deal with whatever you want um and that's just my time but on top of all the client programs that we do every week I don't think I would want to actually sit and write my own just and I wouldn't I said this to you um, earlier, but some of the things that you program, I wouldn't program myself because I don't particularly enjoy them. No. But, you know, you need to get it done. It's, it's just part of it. And once and once you've done it, you know, you do feel better for it. Like that one session a week, I'd, it gives me pure anxiety. I'd, I'd get through it. And you know what? At the end of it, I feel bloody great. But I'd, yeah, the thought of it, I'm like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Um, but yeah, you just need someone to do that for you rather than you having to do all your program and think, right, what can I do? How long is it going to take? What do I need to do for myself? And yeah, it's, it's just easier sometimes not to. And I love that I just literally go to the gym, I log out of my app, I log into yours, and it's all there for me written down. And I, 
and I just follow it and that's it yeah and for me you see with bodybuilding obviously with my training you see yours is obviously we are trying to make physique progressions but a lot of it is just as well enjoyment for me it's been very much more specific in that the training I do has to build the physique that I need to go into a category so we've just I've just had my new training split given so I'm starting it this week now I'm getting back into it so it's all purely focused around being a figure athlete and yeah if I was to program myself, I would still be considering, right, what do I need to bring up? But I'd just be doing exercises that I enjoy. Probably wouldn't be pushing myself that much. Yeah. And then I might just chop and change it for a couple of weeks, like not feeling this, moving it on. So I've had a look over my training split because I had a Zoom meeting with Vic last week. And oh my God, it's awful. Um, I've got split squats like three times. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, oh. There's just, just so many awful things like that. And I'm, I just think I just said, there's a lot of split squats and RDLs in here. Like, yeah, because they're fantastic glute builders. They're all different ways. You know, it's not the same one. There's different, like, leverages yeah, yeah. all that. But I was just like, oh, my God. I think I've got five different variations of – I mean, I like a lateral raise. It's like five different variations of lateral raises just to absolutely hammer those medial delts. Yeah. And it's just things like that that I wouldn't do because um, I love training quads um, and biceps. There's not really any direct bicep work in there. There's not a lot of direct quad work, but I would just hammer – the things that I enjoy whereas for me yes, it's about enjoyment but it's more so about building the physique that I need to be competitive so I need someone like you said to make me do the stuff that I don't want to enjoy and push me to actually do what I need to do in order to to be successful and it's probably the same with cardio right if I didn't have someone telling me to do cardio and obviously yeah. I wouldn't do it I would not do it because I'd hate it I need someone to say Lucy there's your cardio you have to do it I was so close to being in my off the other day, you know. Well, I can't remember what day it was. It was only 15 minutes, isn't it, after a session? I thought, do you know, I know what? what you've been complaining for? You're in a fat loss phase and yours is 15 minutes. How many gaining? Mine's 35. Well, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just bring this off. I thought, do you know what? No, I'll have to go back tomorrow. And I'm not, not on my checking right in. I didn't do one lot of cardio this week, but I'm not doing it. And so I, I did my cardio as I always do. Mm. But yeah, if, if it was just me being accountable to myself, I'd be like, I ain't doing that cardio it doesn't matter but you know when, when it comes to checking and you're like well how come this isn't done you know it's that extra it's that accountability isn't it for someone saying that you need to get it done you know crack on I think that's another point as well is that because we know what we're doing we kind of talk ourselves out of it and we kind of believe our own bullshit a bit like I would tell myself oh I don't need to do cardio because I'm in an off season I just convince myself that that's right because I feel like I've got that knowledge to do it you kind of convince yourself it's okay. Whereas when you've actually got someone who is actually talking, it's the same like checking photos, like when they're telling you you look better than you are, or you need to improve yeah. this. We can always get caught up in ourselves and too much and just kind of believe our own lives because we tell ourselves it's fine. But when you've actually got someone yeah. there to say, actually call you out on it, whether in a good way or a bad way, it makes such a difference because like, I'd be like, oh, I don't need to do split squats because, you know, I can just find another way to build my glutes or what have you. And I just convinced, I probably then convinced myself that split squats are shit and that I don't need to do them or I can't do them. Whereas I need that someone to call me out and go, no, split squats are good. Split squats are fantastic. You're freaking doing them. And then I'll do it. Yeah, you do. It's the same with, um, just, just with like food for me, if you go, because we know in reality, if you go a couple of hundred calories over, it doesn't make any difference, particularly to over a week. But at, and I'll say that to myself sometimes when it's like the evening, the kids are in bed and I'll have like my yogurt bowl with a meringue and whatever. Um, and I'll be like, oh, I could grab a chocolate bar here or something because it doesn't really matter if I go a couple of hundred calories over. But then I'm like, you don't need it. Shut your mouth. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That on the side, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, because you, you talk yourself into it and you're like, no, it's, it's actually fine. But whereas it, it is fine in reality, but if you don't need it and you're just doing it to be a bit of a dickhead, then 
yeah you know right we have these same struggles that normal people do as well like just because we this is our job it doesn't mean that we don't have the same mental turmoil that that our clients do um we we do you know we do have to talk ourselves into things we do have to oh yeah remind ourselves about things but that is why again we have it because just because we are a coach doesn't mean that we don't have the same struggles that other people do in terms of needing that accountability needing that push needing that support and this is kind of coming on to this next point which is the second eye someone to look over things for you and again call you out when you're basically bullshitting or calling you out when you're just having <laughs> yeah. a completely mental head wobble like last year when I was dieting I mean I, I didn't even realize until I looked back maybe this year how actually lean I was um I didn't think I was particularly lean because I remember actually submitting a check-in and it must have been about the June July time about you know, four or six weeks up it was about early July was when it was and I mentioned to her I said look um I know it's literally going to be two weeks out from photo shoot, but it's my birthday and obviously the world's reopening and what have you, because it was at that point. And I know my family really want to do something for it. Now, obviously, if, if I can't, I just need to know because I need to tell them that. But they're asking, you know, can we take you somewhere for your birthday or do something because we want to? Yeah. Looking our house for this long. <laughs> and she gave me this refeed and it was a structured refeed of you know macros but it was a lot of food it was like a thousand calories over what I'd been eating consistently and I was like holy shit yeah. I, was like, I can't eat that I, I'm like two weeks out of my photo shoot I, I can't eat that and she was like yeah you can't because we've pulled down your calories this week you actually do a refeed rationalized it and because I was so in my own head that I was still massive if that was my own programming I wouldn't have given myself any sort of refeed or bump up at all yeah. Where she gave me that, and I actually ended the next day when I had that refeed and I trained. My God, my legs looked immense because I had the calves in me. Like yeah. it looked so full. You could see these quad splits. It looked freaking sick. Um, and I needed that. I needed someone to tell me it was okay because it was I was in my own head looking at myself, thinking I was still bigger than I actually was. Yeah, exactly. You do need someone just to look over yourself and say, No, actually, like chill out. And you get you get so caught up on little things sometimes, don't you, when you just busy and nothing springs to mind that I've done recently but there has been things where you've just had to be like chill out there's yeah you need someone just to do that to you when you're when you are so busy and I'm bad when I when the girls are up in the night and that the dog loves to bits but I'm um, to go out in the garden in the middle of the night which I'm not enjoying but you just when I'm like that and sleep deprived I'm just I'm just done in sometimes you just need someone to say look it's okay you know take it easy keep doing what you're doing you're doing a really good job you, you need that you just need someone in your corner a lot of the time that's why you know check-ins are so important and I, I love them it's just someone hyping you up and like nah you're doing an amazing job you don't see that yourself sometimes no you don't and like I think as well because in some respects I don't know if you feel like this but because it's our job I almost feel the pressure to be perfect myself as a client because I'm like oh god when you get those client check-ins and people having it here, it's like, I don't want to be that person. I want to be perfect because obviously I'm telling all my clients that they need to adhere. And I'm like, see, I don't never adhere in terms of like training or nutrition. That doesn't really yeah. have an issue. But for example, I might not be like, sometimes my sleep routine, like the other week, my sleep routine just slips and my sleep was shit. And I was like, I feel really bad for doing that. But when I checked in and she talked it through, she was like, well, it's shit because you've had all this life stuff going on and yeah. that's been taken over. So just give yourself a bit of credit that, you know, you haven't been doing all of your normal stuff because you've had to prioritize your, your family situation and stuff. So chill out. It's fine not to be perfect all the time. And you actually simply go, Oh yeah, it's actually okay that I'm not um, this like hundred percent person all the time. It's cool. I'm a little bit like that. I'm probably uh, training. I'm absolutely fine with, for me, it's nutrition. And I'm, I am because of everything I've kind of done mm-hmm. in the past. So as I am a little bit, 
a little bit more relaxed because I don't want to get back into that kind of really restrictive mindset. But it is nice for someone just to rein you in sometimes and say, you know, keep it under control. You've got goals to hit, you know, let's crack on with it. So yeah. versa though, for yourself, sometimes actually for someone like me to go, you're not tracking that everything. Go and chill out and be a normal human for a meal. And yeah, because you you told us having an untracked meal a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I don't think I can. So we just changed it up slightly just to make it a little bit easier for, for me and my mindset because it's not just, sometimes it's not it's not as easy as, going, as saying going have an untracked meal because it's, it's, not it's not when you're so used to tracking and you're so kind of into it. And I have a pretty good relationship with tracking to be fair. Um, but yeah, it's, sometimes it, it just needs someone to look over it. Like say a second pair of eyes for you to say I'm checking right, have these extra calories, go out on the weekend and go and enjoy some family time. I'm like, okay, yeah. I can do that. I don't have to eat rice all the time at Nando's. I can I can have my chips. <laughs> but I'm the same. I've, you know, been given this untracked element as part of my sort of reverse. And I've struggled for the first few weeks to actually have anything like really big. I've just kind of said, well, I can't just have the same. I've just not like weighed it out as much and stuff. Whereas this week yeah. I went out with Will. That was like the first like off-plan meal, as you would call it, that I've had in way over a year. And I needed that push to do it. I needed her to go it's fine just go out and enjoy it and just have what you want and send me some food palm pics and um, it was actually what she said and it was like I actually need someone to push me to do that because I wouldn't have I'd have probably restricted my calories all day and then tracked factored it in or I'd have just gone for like a salad or something um salad yeah a bloody jacket potato jacket potato yeah I want the burger but I don't want a bread bun I just want um some lettuce <laughs> I'm gonna make a bread bun out of the lettuce um, hold the chips. I'm just gonna have a salad, but no dressing and um, no bacon, no cheese, and try not to cook in oil. So then I've had a burger and a diet coke and a water. Thank you. Oh yeah, I did. I did have a diet coke, but that for me is just a no brainer. Why? Why the hell would you waste a hundred calories, destroy your teeth for something that tastes literally the same? I don't get that. I haven't had normal coke in absolute years. I used to love it, but I just. We were raised on Diet Coke. We were, I think it's the thing that's actually, I think, from my parents. It was like, you do not have full sugar of Coke. And in <laughs> fairness, that's one thing I do thank my parents for because, like, why the hell would you waste it? Like, why? Oh, my God. Last This was last year. We walked down to the shop and I was sat outside the shop in, in the sun on the grass with the kids. I were eating ice cream and I bought what I thought was a bottle of Diet Coke cherry and it was full fat, weren't it? And I downed the whole thing. I thought, this is so nice. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Mate, I can beat that. I can beat that. I I drank a full litre bottle, one and a half litre bottle of Volvic and it was the non-sugar one. It was like 70 calories of freaking water. Do you know what? You are a Volvic queen. I would have thought, I would have thought better from you to be fair on that. I was having a really bad day and it literally just destroyed my soul. I was like, literally, I've wasted 70 calories. I take my peanut butter out of my last meal. So it was literally the worst day of my life because that was the only way I could pull calories from. Horrendous. I was raging, absolutely raging. I tried it in and it was fine. I had enough calories for it, but I thought, fuck's sake. It's just the thing That's is, not- it, like, why would I have done that? Yeah. So, oh, let's come on to the final point then. Um, I think we kind of, what you wanted to cover, and I think it's a really good topic about actually, it's a bit off topic, but it is on topic yeah. about yeah. finding a coach for you. Now, whenever I get someone in choir, I always say to them, look, I want to jump on a 15, 20 minute consult call with you before you sign up. Unless the only other time I would like literally just say, if you want to sign up, because it's very rare that people do. And they just say, I'm in, take me, take me. Um, is if we've had a bit of back and forth and I feel like I understand them and they understand me. So I know yeah. them. But if it's just someone new who's maybe followed me for a while or come across me through a podcast or what have you, and they've just sent a general inquiry and we've had a bit of a chat. 
I like to jump on a, a Zoom call with them or a phone call because it's not just about me selling my services to them. It's a huge part of that is am I the right person for them? And I have told people, look, I'm not the right person for you because you want to achieve this. This is my coaching philosophy. This is how I work. We ain't going to fit. We ain't going to work together. You know, you're going to hate how I work. I'm not going to be able to program for you, you know, properly. This is not the right thing to do. So in terms of finding the right coach for you, it's huge. So don't just because it's your mate's coach or you've seen her on social or him on social media loads of times plastered, don't just think they're the right person. So maybe let's go for a, maybe one or two things each in terms of finding the right coach for you that are super important that people should look to before they invest. So I'm the same as you. I'll always jump on a phone call with someone just to chat everything through really and just find out if we're the right fit for each other. Like for some people, I'm, I'm probably a bit too much and they're like, nah, I'm all right, you're doing my head in. And that's fine. You know, find someone that's, that's works better for you you need to, you need to get on with them you need to be able to open up to them um and you know when you're looking for a coach go through their social media reach out to some of their clients so someone inquired with me the other day and she'd had um a bad experience with a coach before and I said oh you know you can have a few names of clients absolutely no problem I'd rather you talk to them first and find out what my coaching's about before you know you invest your time and money in me we need to be the right fit for each other so you know don't be worried to reach out to people's clients and just have a chat and say oh what's she like you know what I would coach- actually advise you do that first because ultimately yeah if you say you were inquiring with one of us too ultimately we're going to sell our services to you of course we are because it's business for us you know yeah upfront blunt it is so of course we're going to be like yep we're great we do all this for you we're going to support with this mm-hmm. but if you speak to one of our clients that is totally their opinion there is no bias and ultimately if we are good at what we do or the coach you're inquiring is good at what they do your client, the clients are going to sing the praises and ultimately it's non-biased. It's an actual opinion of someone who's going through the process. I would yeah. always say, if you can, before you actually speak to the coach, just drop a client message and say, hey, look, seeing you're working with X, tell me about your experience. Honestly, yeah. I would. And any clients will have a chat with you. Like my, my clients love a chat. That's probably why I get on so well with them because we just yeah. end up chatting for the hours. Um, but yeah, anyone would have a chat. And if they're, if they're happy with the service, then you know you're going to get an, an opinion on that. And if there's things that they're ultimately not so happy with, I'd hope my clients will tell me straight away. But they'll also tell, you know, the the new client, and you can have a think about that and just reach out to a few people as well. You know, sometimes you get your heart set on a coach and you jump on a call with them and just find out it's not for you. So have have a few options. You know, have a proper look around because there's so many coaches to choose from. But you you need to be the right fit with someone. You need to get on with someone and trust what they're saying as well for you yeah. to make any progress at all. So a few things that I would look for. So I've worked with four, technically, because Becca was my PT, but she was also my coach. I've worked with four of my time. I was, no, is it three? Three, three, I will, three. I'm four, four. Coach Hopper. (laughs) Becca, Jack, and Nalvik. Becca, I invested in her because she was the PT at my gym. And the reason I invested in her because I had a lot of trust in her. I'd watched a lot of her YouTube. So I'd invested in a lot of her content first. I saw what she was about, her philosophies, that she'd gone through a similar eating disorder journey with myself. So I thought I can really relate to this person. I trust what she's saying. Um, Jack is another story for another day. I'm just not going to talk about that. It was not a great experience at all. And Vicky, I'd followed her for so many years. She had very, very similar philosophies to myself in terms of just brutal sarcasm, humor, and a thing, big thing as well is, do they actually do what they say they do? You know, they might put all this great content out about um, 
whatever it is, but do they actually have proof of what they do? Do they actually have any sort of client testimonials? Do they have client transformations? Do they have any client screenshot wins? Do they, can, do you actually, do they actually do it? I know that sounds really stupid, but you wouldn't yeah. buy something if there wasn't actually proof that it worked or anything. So I've seen it before where I've seen coaches pages and I've just looked and it's like, your content's great, but there's no evidence here to prove that you yeah. can actually help someone. Yeah, very true. And I know for myself, I wouldn't buy into something if there was no proof. If I want, I want to compete as bodybuilder. If Vicky didn't have bodybuilders competing and she was, you know, putting pictures of them on stage, showing them they look amazing, probably wouldn't have invested in it because yet the yeah. talk's great, but you actually have to prove it. So just check that they actually are doing what they say they can do. And they're not just all talk because you don't want to put money into someone who is all talk because then when you're putting all that money in and they're not get you're not getting the results you're wanting, you're going to be really upset. Yeah, exactly. Just have a proper, you know, look into it, a proper research, go through everything, jump on a couple of calls if you need to have yeah. your first call and then say, yeah, well, I'll have a few days think about it. We'll come back to it. You know, it's got, it's so important to have the right coach and someone that really has your best interests at heart, which I know with you, you do um, 100% and you, you need to believe that fully for to be invested in what you're saying I need to trust everything you're saying to you know be able to implement it mm-hmm. trust is everything coaching coaching isn't like many other things I think a lot of people think that it's just about purely that the programs that you get given and how good they are the biggest successes in my personal opinion with my clients come from the clients who I can actually have a relationship with because yeah. I can support you in a way that I know is right for you. I know you fully inside out. So it's little things like I am not going to increase someone's steps to an extreme amount when I know they're already really, really busy. I'm not going to drop someone's calories through the floor um, in, a, in a rapid fat loss phase or anything like that when I know they've had a really, really restrictive eating disorder in the past. It's things like that, having a really good relationship and ultimately... It's the client being able to actually talk to the coach when they are struggling or having a bad time or things are going on. Like I know for yourself, you've got things going on right now that you feel comfortable to tell me that. So I can have a really good understanding. So if you've had things that flag up in your checking, which aren't maybe perfect because of what's going on in your personal life, because you we've got that relationship where you feel able to tell me that, I can put that into context. Whereas if you didn't tell me that and you just checked in and said, yeah, I've struggled this week with food. Well, I might be like, well, that's not good enough. But because we've got that relationship where we can be honest and I'm sure you've got it with your clients but they can be honest with you because it just makes everything work so much smoother so you have to feel comfortable to talk to your coach you shouldn't feel awkward to tell them things or ask them things or anything you know if you just don't feel like that if you feel there's a barrier there between telling them and being honest it's never going to work and that is something I've had in the past with like other coach like with Jack there was just I think it was and it sounds bad but because he was a male some of the struggles that I had he didn't just quite understand so I never felt I could be 100% honest about certain things and that definitely created a barrier from the get-go for progress yeah I get that I had a coach before who um was a male I don't know I'm not saying my approach is about whether it's the same kind of thing um but just didn't make any effort at all to get to know me and I thought from even from a few weeks in I was like nah this isn't for me like didn't ask even like what my kids were called how old they were you know they're basic things that they're, they're the biggest part of my life that literally my life revolves from you need to delve into what people love and what people enjoy you know and yeah you, you need to know these things and again what you said about being honest you need to be ready to be honest with someone and sometimes it's hard to sit there and say look this is going on I'm finding this really really difficult and because of that this hasn't been perfect this week but you need to open up to your coach otherwise they can't help you I could just say to you yep everything's been sound this week nothing personal going on at all and you'd be like okay yeah on to the next but 
that doesn't help any of us, you know, it's, it's no good for me or you if I just make things up and tell you it's fine when it's really not. No. And just because of what pe- I think people see on social media, these epic transformations and like client wins, you ca- I've, I've said it to a few people, you, you think that everyone's journey is just plain sailing from the minute you sign up with a coach, you're just going to make all this progress. What we don't share is that when our clients are having shit times, when things go wrong at home, when... True, yeah. Work stress. I've had literally, I think... 70% of my client roster over the last month have been ridiculously ill in some way, shape or form. I feel like I'm, I'm cursing people. Honestly, I'm starting to think it's me because literally every other day I'm getting a message through saying I'm really ill. I'm not going to be able to train. And I'm just like, what am I doing to people? So have you been oh, in? Yeah, I've been that going around. I've been okay. Um, okay I'm re- if you get ill, I genuinely think it's me. Like I'm genuinely like, I feel like I've like put some like jinx on everyone because it's getting really bad. But it happens. Like I say, because one of my clients, Lisa, has been like really frustrated, like getting back into the gym. She's like, I've not been able to go to the gym for two weeks and my progress is stalled. And I really wanted to maximize this building phase. I'm like, look, it happens. I was ill with Rona for two months last year. And just because people don't talk about these stalls in progress or stalls or they're not 100% perfect because of what's going on doesn't mean that every you know, it doesn't happen and it does people just don't talk about that so don't think your yeah. journey is literally going to be this linear progression because life gets in the way sometimes exactly. there's nothing exactly you can do. That. yeah I had um one of my clients Chloe she had the most beautiful wedding she went on her honeymoon the day she came back um did electoral flow test she was positive for COVID so she just had all these like roadblocks in the way bless her and you know the scales haven't dropped as much as she wanted them to she's been really consistent with everything she can be with but you know she enjoyed her wedding she enjoyed her honeymoon then she was ill for two weeks so it happens you know there's you, there's no point beating yourself up just crack on when you can yeah it's not gonna happen agree and the final point that i'm gonna make and this is probably a point actually that people aren't gonna want to talk about because no one likes discussing money but it's a very very valid point because i've actually had a few dm conversations the other week so one of the first things if i want to get an inquiries through general messages is always just how much do you charge what's your pricing which i totally get because it's a huge investment now yeah. i've had quite a few rejections on price and when i just sort of said well that's uh, i understand you know not everyone can afford to invest i totally get it's cool but how much were you sort of looking to pay roughly or you know what other quotes have you had and i've heard oh i've heard like 30 quid a month and things like that now for me i'm sorry but 30 quid a month either that coach is extremely undervaluing themselves like extremely or you're getting jack shit for it because I'm not being funny, but for 30 quid a month, I'm not even going to copy and paste someone's programs because that doesn't cover anything. If you look at it as an hourly rate, pence you're talking, pence. And I put hours into every single one of my clients. It's not just a check-in. Everything that I'm doing for them externally is hours, hours, hours on end. So when you actually look at our hourly rate, it's not actually that high um, at all. But one thing to consider is, yes, some clients, some coaches do rip people off. Like I look at certain price like that. You can make, how do you justify that? How the hell do you justify it? But if you're purely going to pick a coach on purely price alone, you just need to have a little bit of a reconsideration because honestly, it is a bit like what you would say with like other things, buy cheap, buy twice. If someone is charging an extremely lower amount, you have to actually think, why is it so low? What do I actually get from this? What is the value here? And I guarantee if they're charging you a lot of money, it's going to be very generic you aren't going to get any sort of probably any sort of communication you're not really probably going to get any sort of direct sort of check-ins or accountability it's probably just going to be a generic um, program that's delivered you might get the odd whatsapp message and that's probably going to be it is that really going to change you is that really going to give you the support you need and it's just weighing it up like yes everyone has a budget i get that but you actually just need to weigh up what you want what you need to get there and 
how much that coach is actually offering that. And that is what you need to weigh up. And talk to the coach, find the value in what they do, you know, look, find the person that you want the most and then think about prices. If you start with prices, you're never going to find anyone or you're going to be very disappointed. And that is quite a blunt thing to say. And I know people don't like to talk about money, but I've had people come to me with it and they said, look, because I've told my prices, they go, oh, I've only been paying this in the past. I'm like, yeah, but now you're here. And it's because you've been having this generic approach and it generic just doesn't work because you're not generic. Exactly. And you need someone you can reach out to and you're going to get a response. Oh, one of my first um, coaches did everything through WhatsApp and it was like days for a reply. And you just, you know, you want someone that you can trust and that's going to get back to you quickly. If you've got a question and they need to answer it, you know, and you, you're invested in yourself at the end of the day. I know coaching isn't cheap, to be honest. It's, it's not. not. And it's, it's something you need to factor in when you're doing all your bloody budgeting and stuff, which I can't be arsed with. But when you do do stuff like that, it's something you need to factor in. But if you, this is what I say to people, it's process. If you want to feel good in yourself, feel confident, you know, really enjoy yourself, find something you love in training and be part of a community, which is what coaching offers as well. Yeah. You know, crack on with it, invest in yourself. You work hard, you earn money and you work really fucking hard. For what? Like to spend money on clothes and shit no invest in yourself and make yourself feel fabulous then crack on and the thing is right it doesn't have to be like most people who join me do stay for longer than just sort of like the three typical sort of three month commitment but you can learn so much in that three four months and yes it might be a, you know, a bit of an investment for that time but like you said the amount you can learn in that time and think about the amount of money and time and effort and energy that you've spent in the past trying and starting, signing up to diet clubs, Googling diet regimes, yeah. forcing yourself to go to these gym classes and boot camps and things that just are draining your energy. Think about all those wasted years and time and effort because that's what sold it for me initially when I first ever invested into Becca. I remember sitting down with her. I was a uni student, so I didn't have a lot of spare income at all. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting down because I knew I was like, right, I'm fed up. I need to make this change. So I inquired. She saw me prices, and I looked up. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. This, this is a lot of money. But I took it. I sat home, and I just thought, what is this going to cost me if I don't invest? I'm going to probably spend another fair few months, maybe years, just spinning my wheels, not knowing what I'm doing. Exactly. I'm going to continue to feel unhappy in my body. And I wake up and look at myself every single day in the mirror. And I don't want to spend any more days looking at myself and hating it. And I just want to feel better because I was eating, you know, I was a uni student and my diet at that point was terrible. I just felt so lethargic. I didn't know how to yeah. feel myself. I was over restricting just to allow myself a takeaway. So I would feel so tired and draggy throughout the day just to allow myself some food in the evening and I was like I don't want to live this low quality of life anymore so yeah this is going to cost me a lot but I know it's going to cost me more to not do it yeah that gets me 100% I agree everything you said there and it's people people come to us because they are unhappy and they're fed up and they just need a bit of a push and a bit of help and you know if you're feeling shit in yourself and you say no to people because of price then you need to look at what what you're spending your money on because ultimately what what do we want from our life? We want to be healthy, we want to be happy, and, and that's it. And if someone can help get you there and teach you everything you need to know, so a lot of clients come come to me and they're not sure, you know, on on really anything. You know, some of them haven't even tracked before; they've just got no idea. So it, it's it's so worth it. 
you yeah. know and like you say the information we give out to people I did check-ins with yes I'm on the day before and my mouth was so dry I was talking so much and I had to apologize at the end of some check-ins I was like I've spoken to you for about 15 minutes here like I'm, I'm really sorry but I just had to get through it all and tell you everything you need to know and yeah that that's another point on you know picking the right coach so you make sure you're learning from the coach make sure you're not getting a shitty 20 second voice note of great week let's go on to the next one because you, you're getting nothing from that nothing at all no. so yeah i think that's covered it pretty well to be fair um yeah. and obviously we're going to throw in a cheeky plug if um if you've listened to this or you've seen our content and you think that me and ashley may one of us may be the coach for you neither of us will be offended because we are both very different and this is the thing right if someone yeah. went to you because they were they can relate to you with the fact that they've got kids and maybe your history of food I wouldn't be offended because I think, well, you know what, because of that relatability, maybe Ashley is better. Whereas if someone came to me because they heard my history of bodybuilding and they maybe are more sort of driven about that bodybuilding style and I've got yeah. a few girls who are aspiring in the future to do that because of the content I put out, you wouldn't be offended because you think, well, that's Lucy's niche. That's Lucy's speciality. So that's cool. But I do believe you are, are you taking on any more clients for this year? Have you got spaces or are you closing for the year? I am. Um, I've got a few, literally a few left for the rest of this year. But yeah, anyone who who wants to get in touch? You know where I am. Um, at Coach by Ashley is my Instagram. Yeah, I'll leave it in the show notes. And I'm the same. I'm not looking to take on really many more. I'm going to close my books in the next few weeks, just end of the year, and then restarting things in January. So again, I'll leave my um, inquiry form in the, the show notes as well. And as both of us will be, if you want to just ask us any questions in the DMs about what we do, we'll be happy to answer. And just generally as well, you know, any questions generally, fat loss, fitness, getting to know us, we're both pretty chill out individuals. Slide yeah. in the DMs will be not with anything cringy, please. No, she is in a relationship, she's got kids. I just don't want any of that shit, so let's leave it there. But <laughs> general coach inquiries and stuff, just please. Yeah. Send the DMs. But do you have anything you want to end the podcast on, Ashley, or do you think that we've covered everything nicely? I think we've because there's, there's so much out there and so much stuff you see on Instagram. Um, but yeah, no, all really happy, really good points. Love that. Good. Well, we'll wrap this one up here then. So if you have ever had the question of why do coaches have coaches, I hope after listening to this, you now know. And you also know that just because it's our job doesn't mean that we're perfect at it. And we, just like you, need that accountability, need that support, need that push, need that guidance. We too are normal people. We ain't robots. Be cool if we were. Make life so much easier. <laughs> We've got emotions. We've got lives. We need that push. So thank you for listening, guys. And I shall see you on the next one.